Welcome to the Drama New South Wales podcast. My name is Sonia and I'm the president of Drama New South Wales and the host of this podcast. In today's episode, I interviewed Claire Kavanagh, an expert improviser. She had a range of ideas of things that can be done by yourself at home when it comes to improvisation. She also offers a range of activities that can be done in groups online or through the phone. We hope that today's episode is beneficial for everyone in understanding what it means to improvise by yourself. Now is not the time to lose our creativity and we encourage everybody to be active in their drama skills. We look forward to hearing from you with what you did with your solo improvisation and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Today we have an improviser with us. Her name is Claire Kavanagh. She is an improviser, actor and writer who's performed in the most exciting and glamorous of locations from New York City to Newcastle in New South Wales. Closer to home, you might have seen her at places like the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival or the Chasers Giant Dwarf Theatre. Claire's written for and appeared on ABC Comedies Tonightly with Tom Ballard and is a cast member on ABC Me's new show, Pranky Very Much. Her all-woman improv troupe, Confetti Gun, has twice been invited to perform in New York City at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theatre. And Claire teaches improv to school students and adults alike, teaching long form at Improv Theatre Sydney and theatre sports at Impro Australia. Welcome, Claire. Hello. Thank you very much. (laughs) So we got you on to Drama New South Wales podcast today because... At the moment, uh, New South Wales and indeed the rest of the world is uh, going through a bit of a change uh, as we deal with a global pandemic. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things in particular, I think, that uh, drama students and teachers and people who are out there working in theatre really feel is that, you know, how do we continue to do what we know we can do so well in the classroom or on a stage, how do we continue to do that ourselves when we're stuck at home in front of a computer or just even in our own bedrooms? And you're somebody who I know uh, has a lot to offer in regards to uh, thinking about a little bit outside of the box and thinking about how we can still remain doing activities as artists and dramatists uh, ourselves. Yeah, totally. And I think um, I think the really cool thing about improvisation is that it works. I think it works so much better than if you can put boundaries around it and if you can give yourselves limitations. So obviously it's, it's a lot of fun to be up on a stage with a group of people and being able to be physical and jump around. But there's something really cool, I think, that a lot of improvisers and, and just creatives in general are finding with having the limitation of how can we use technology to create things and you know on the one hand hone our skills but on the other hand like kind of almost create new forms which is pretty exciting actually yeah it's kind of that adaptive nature of the true artist there's a challenge out there and then you can take that challenge and work with it 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 forces you to refine your skills yes totally totally and i think as well like um 
you know, with video chat, something like, for example, when you're doing a video chat, because you've got the text as well, you've, you've got these extra tools in a way. So it's like, there's the limitations, which allows you to like kind of lean on other stuff even more than you would have to normally. So like being really clear with your voice, for example, but then on the other hand, you can use text and be like, well, great. How can we bring these two things together and do something that we couldn't normally do on a stage? Yeah. Excellent. Um, Claire uh, works with many students across New South Wales in different schools teaching improvisation Um, and you know how much they love that kind of group interaction and the energy that you feel from each other as students. But today we thought uh, it would be good if you could share a couple of ideas of different improvisation work that might be able to be done by students or actors or anyone really to keep themselves going when it comes to improvisation and those kinds of skills yeah totally because I think I think there's kind of two things here because you're totally right when it comes to like um the social dynamics of it that's really fun so there's I've got kind of some stuff that we will talk about that's you can do over you know over video chat or um on the phone if you don't have that but also stuff that you can do by yourself to kind of keep your brain active because I think that's what I really love about improvisation is that it's about keeping your mind creative and forcing you to come up with new things So I've been thinking about the solo exercises that you can do, but breaking them into kind of their composite parts even more so. So um, I was thinking about a lot of physical stuff you can do at home by yourself is like a lot of mime work. And I think that um, any, any of my improv students know, I really like, uh, like to talk about it a lot of being as specific as you can with all your object work and your mime work. And it's a great time to notice how you do everyday things around the house. So one exercise is um, that I love is called begin and end, which is about you just start with like a really simple everyday activity. I like to start with like making a cup of tea or making a piece of toast. And you just mime doing it in front of yourself. And you try and be really like um, think, think a lot about what all of the different steps you're doing. And then the next time you do it, you actually say begin and end before and then after every tiny movement that you do. So if you're picking up the piece of toast, you say begin before you extend your arm and then end when you've extended your arm and then begin before you open your fingers and then end once you've closed them over the imaginary toast. And the whole point of this is to kind of really break down all of those different elements of the physicality and think about the kind of complex number of things you need to do in order to do these really simple activities. So I really like that one. And it's a great one you can do, um, you know, if you've just got like a couple of minutes or you can make a list of all these different activities from simple stuff like making a piece of toast to slaying a dragon and kind of work your way through it. So that's like a physical thing that I quite like doing by yourself. Yeah, and I think drama teachers would hear that activity and think, oh, it's like it's like Meyerhold with the Tudes almost, that breaking yeah. down of every little moment of the physicality, which in itself reveals something new about movement that maybe you hadn't thought about. Absolutely. And then when you're getting down to whether it's in the improvisation or whether it's in a scripted scene, if you are making that um, movement so specific, you're finding more out more about it. But you can also then start putting into like elements of your character, elements of your objective or the emotion you're playing into the scene so much more easily if you've got it as as specific as possible. Yeah, I think other stuff that is really great to work on by yourself is like character. It's really easy, I think, in like improvisation scenes, whether it's theatre sports or kind of long form stuff to just play a version of yourself. But you can kind of really work on breaking 
through, you know, I think a lot of people have like a few stock characters that they like to play. So one I really like doing and I've um, kind of come up with a way you can do it without needing other people is uh, called like angry nurse. So you get like a bunch of different pieces of paper and on half you write lots of different like emotions and the other half you write um, I've, I've picked like occupations because I think that's a great way of kind of starting with a character. And what you do is you pick up one uh, emotion and one occupation. So angry and nurse, for example, and then you have to try and give like a 15, 20 second monologue as that character. And the big thing here is like not overthinking it, just jumping into whatever you kind of come up with first um, and trying to see where, what else does this character do beyond just that first kind of idea of being an angry nurse? If you've got like kind of a 20 second monologue, you've got a little bit of time to explore kind of who they are, which I quite like. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And that's easily something that you could, you know, do yourself, I'm sure, but also do and record and send to somebody. And it would be great to see 20 angry nurses, I'm yeah, sure. <laughs> absolutely. And like, you know, if you wanted to grab a friend, you can even give these as challenges to each other. And you're like keeping yourselves accountable because you can't think about it. You've just got to jump straight into it. And, or, you know, do it with like three other people and get, you know, one person to give the adjective and one person to give the to give the occupation. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like the solo, um, solo exercises that I think are really, really great to do by yourself, but you can also even challenge yourself like to do some solo scenes. Like I think, um, you know, if we're kind of expanding on that mime, challenge yourself to do a solo mime scene or even, uh, challenge yourself to just like give a monologue as a, as a person. And you could either like, um, just pick one. So using one of the characters you did before, or you could ask a friend to give you one, or you could think of a kind of speech, like a wedding speech and set a timer and just practice going for that long and speaking because it's going to make your brain basically associate with itself and think about, well, what does that make me think of and going to the next and to the next idea. And I think when I say that to students, they often think it's really daunting to do like solo improv, but if you, the great thing about doing it at home by yourself is no one can watch. So if it sucks, who cares? Um, and then, but once you actually start doing it, you realize like you, you actually do have the tools to be able to do that kind of thing yourself. And it makes you a better player than when you are performing with someone else, because you're thinking about what they need as well as what you need at the same time and, and able to kind of take care of the whole scene yourself. Mm. Do you, on, on that, when it mm. comes to solo improvising, do you have any tips or ideas about if you do feel weird just being in your bedroom at home, how to kind of overcome that and, and get into that spirit of, you know, let's just try this. Let's go with that. Yeah. I, I think the first thing is actually setting yourself like a time limit because then, you know, you don't have to be distracted by kind of checking, Oh, how long have I been going? Or should I stop this now? You just go, okay, great. I've got to just do whatever it is for the next 30 seconds, one minute, two minutes, three minutes. But also I would say, I personally hate doing it in front of a mirror or I hate being able to see myself. So if you are doing it for a friend over video chat, hide your, hide your own video so you don't have to watch yourself improvising because you wouldn't normally do that. Yeah. But on the other hand, sometimes if you film yourself but you can't see yourself and then you're able to watch it back, it gives you a bit more perspective and you go, oh, like, oh, no, that is funny or oh, that was really beautiful and, and enjoying it. If you can get out of your head in that way, I think it helps as well. But I also think that there is a lot of like kind of cool improvisation exercises and even like games and, and formats that you can do over like the internet and, and using video chat. Like the one that kind of immediately leapt to my mind when uh, all of this kind of started happening and everyone was like, we can't do improv anymore. <laughs> was um, what's called a bat, 
which is like a long form format and it's basically like a radio play. So you don't, you actually don't even need a video chat. You can really just do it on the phone. But the idea is, is that if you're doing it in the theater, you turn off all the lights and everyone closes their eyes and you just perform a series of scenes. You could do just one scene for like two minutes, or you could find a way of like moving from scene to scene with a whole group and go for like a 20 minute show and just using your voices. And so obviously this is great to do over video chat. You can see everyone so you can make sure you know when it's your turn to jump in or when you need to kind of sit back for that particular part of the scene. But it really, all it relies on is your voice and it gives you a great chance to think about how you're creating character through vocal offers, how you're making it really clear when you're jumping from one character to the next, and also how you can create a sense of scene through sound effects and other vocal offers that way so I really I think that's like a great is that is that an improvised thing where you you'd get some kind of stimulus and then improvise that yeah so you could um you could ask someone in the chat to kind of like watch it and maybe give you a location to start um or you could uh just decide or we're going to do three scenes and they're all going to be set in the middle of the bush and we're going to do three separate scenes that way um but yeah I would just improvise it and again you can you could either decide to give yourself that limitation of like a two minute scene or you you could say let's just let's see how long we can go see what it feel when it feels like the scene has naturally ended and that kind of helps again train you to figure out the shape of an improv scene which is so yeah important. fantastic and that could usually how many actors would you have involved in in a scene like that I think if you were just doing one scene you could probably have between like two and five or if you wanted to do kind of a series of scenes you could have like eight or ten people but again you're going to have to practice a lot of that giving and taking of focus and being extra aware of it because you're not in the same room together but I think that's also a really great exercise. Yeah, so when you don't have the physical presence, that uh, that additional awareness of somebody's energy or ideas being shared with you in that moment still and kind of refining that focus, personal focus as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I think this is also like a great example of how it's kind of changing the form. Like it's going to be a very different kind of uh, performance or scene for you and that's kind of cool in its own way. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but I think then in terms of just like if you're thinking about like theatre sports games, a lot of them do work with friends just over video chat as well. Like obviously you kind of got to take out any of those really physical ones, but um, a lot of like I think like storytelling games are a great one, like a word at a time story where you're all collectively you could do it with, you know, one other person, you could do it with a class of 30 and you just taking it in turns to use one word at a time to tell an improvised story is a great one to um, practice thinking about the collective group mind, which is so important in drama, obviously, but also thinking about, again, giving and taking focus and thinking about the shape of a narrative. Um, So I really, I think that would be great along with like a shared story where you kind of have more like one sentence and you can be a little bit more fluid in whose turn it is to jump in and out. Um, that would be great for like whether it's like a theatre sports team who's you know wants to keep training until you know for later in the year, or if it is like a, a bigger group of drama students who just kind of want to practice that kind of element of performance as well. And I guess the last kind of fun thing that I, I really um, I think is great is the, this idea of like a chain game. So uh, I've called them chain games because it's like more of if you think about like a warm up that you might do where one person sort of says like a rhyme or sets up the next person in the circle. But the cool thing about this is you don't actually all have to be there together. You could send these as video messages. I know a whole bunch of uh, the people in my improv school have been doing them via Instagram stories, which is really cool. And so for what one example is called bad rap. 
which basically I've seen about, some of these. <laughs> they're, very, they're very, very silly and very, very dumb. And again, it's about freeing your mind and just going with the first thing. So it does, when you're recording, it does rely on a bit of trust that you're not doing it over and over again. But one person will set up a rhyme, will set up like the first verse of what you would think would be a rhyme. So like, I went to the shop um, and bought a hat and then you go bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. And then the next person says like the second part of that verse, but they don't rhyme. So it's about, you know, um, uh, then I went home and pet my dog. You think I'm going to say cat, but I say dog. And then you say bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. And then you set up another one for the next person. I like that because that can just kind of go around different people and be kind of like a silly, fun way of connecting, even if you're not physically there together. Yeah. Um, I think, is it, is it Improv Theatre Sydney that have been doing that at the moment on Instagram? Yes. Yeah. yeah they've been sending lots of different ones around. <laughs> yeah. And um some of them are incredibly funny for the very reason that they are so not well done. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like they're just yeah, totally. so bad. <laughs> they are yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. And I think, you know, what you were saying earlier about how, what if you're worried about performing and looking silly and it being bad, I think that this kind of exercise, you're like, oh, even when they're bad, they're still funny. And that's my favourite thing about improv is that even when, a scene is truly, truly awful. It's still so enjoyable for everybody watching and for those people being in it and failing is, is the whole point of improv. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah okay. That, that's great. I mean, that right there, we have a collection of things that you can do either by yourself at home or in a group of people, which could be used in lessons or just in a group of people having fun with improvisation. Why do you think it's important for drama students or um, actors or anyone like that to keep the improvisation skills they have alive at this time? To me, it's like a muscle. You know, if you're, if you're training for sport, you've got to keep that muscle going in the same way um, our craft as actors, as improvisers, uh, we need to keep it fit. Um, so I think, you know, doing exercises like this means that when, you know, you can jump up on stage in however many months it is, you're going to still have all of those skills and you're not going to lose them. But also I think that it, it's really good for your like mental health, you know, being able to uh, think about something other than the world, um, but also keeping creative, keeping active is going to help you stay happier. Yeah. And indeed, I think a lot of the time as well, it almost... Uh, comedy and improvisation almost in many ways helps us process the experiences of what's going on around us. Even if it's not literally about that, there's a sense of catharsis when you're able to get together with people and put yourself out there and try something, be silly, fail, uh, and have a laugh about it at the end of the day. Um, it's really helpful to keep the arts alive in that way because it's it what speaks to our soul and our humanity in many ways. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think some of the, a lot of the things that I've kind of been consuming recently have, you know, has been a lot of films and television, but it's also been just like dumb stuff that people have posted on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, which is them kind of doing little improv games or, you know, having weird conversations with friends. And so if, you know, you can create that for yourself as well and for your friends, it just kind of helps, you know, keep people yeah. art alive. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for like, reigniting our idea about improvisation and how it can be done at home or in small groups or online. Um, it's good to consider those things. Where can people follow your work or see some additional online improvisation? What, where, what are some resources we can use for improvisation right now? 
Totally. Well, there's quite a few, um, there is a lot of improv on YouTube. Uh, some of it is like recorded, like it's of, of um, stage shows, like the Cranston Cup from a few years ago, there's some scenes. So you can always look up um, some of those to kind of see, uh, see what's kind of going on. Um, improv Theatre Sydney, where, where I um, perform a lot, is doing a lot of uh, online classes and we're going to, hopefully there'll be like some online shows and stuff as well. I'm sure coming up soon. So that, I, I think it's a lot of like kind of stay tuned and see what happens. But yeah, I've, I've got a website if you want to have a look. It's just clairecavener.com.au. So if you want to kind of keep up to date, I'll be posting if I'm doing anything cool on there. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Um, I'm sure Drama New South Wales might come up with a hashtag that we can use for Super. solo improv at home. And we might be able to post some of the um, things that people have been doing and, and share that across our platform as well to just make sure that everyone's keeping their muscle of improv alive. Love that. Sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks so much.